0: On this episode of Data Defender, we talk about cyber liability insurance and how it will become the standard for the coming year. Hello, my name is Renee Jones, owner of Defense In Depth. Welcome to Data Defenders, where we discuss how to implement cybersecurity best practices to reduce risk and vulnerabilities in your organization. Today, we will discuss cyber liability insurance. Cyber liability insurance in the coming years will become as standard as auto insurance because all businesses connect like a spider web, whether internal or external. Internally, businesses have separate departments that speak to each other, so to speak during daily business processes, whether they're sending emails or sending information, businesses interconnect internally. Businesses also interconnect externally through vendors, through other companies that they do business with, to suppliers. So businesses, any business is connected like a spider web. And because of that, every business is vulnerable and pretty soon cyber liability insurance will be as common as auto insurance. You may ask why cyber liability insurance will be as common as auto insurance. Well, just like we are sitting here today and you're working from eight to five or um, eight to eight as most people do, and then you go home and you play with your children or attend to your family or work some more, Bad actors use the same amount of hours to breach our systems and they look for information such as publicly available information that we so willingly use in social media, or they are working with teams to get information or they are using the web to find information in order to breach systems. So we have the same amount of hours that you are working, bad actors are using those same hours to breach a system. So automatically we are working from behind the curve. They are at an advantage. Cyber liability insurance, just like auto insurance, is there just in case. You always pay your auto insurance, whether you need it or not. You're a great driver, but the auto insurance oftentimes is for the other guy, for the other mistake. Same as cyber liability insurance. It's for the other guy, the bad actor who wants your information and your data. It's for the mistake, the end user that clicked on a phishing email that allowed malware into your environment. So cyber liability insurance is not going to be an option in the near future. It is going to be the standard. I'd like to speak with the insurance companies and attorneys that offer cyber liability insurance. You must consider your client You do not want to insure someone who will be breached the following week, and then you're gonna pay out too quickly. What you should do is perform an assessment. Look at the business's policies. Are they enforced? Do they have procedures in place? What is their approach to how they protect their data? What type of data do they carry? That's a huge difference in how you will insure the company. If a company mainly deals in personally identifiable information such as date of birth, social security number, mother's maiden name, that's different than a company that is just taking statistics on how many people shop at a particular store. That's a totally different type of claim. So you need a checklist, a very defined checklist to understand what are the risks to a company, If that company has those types of risks, and has that company mitigated those risks, or are they even aware of those risks, that will determine the type and the level of cyber liability insurance you want to provide. All right, now I'd like to speak to the customers who are seeking cyber liability insurance. And of course, like we all do, we look for the auto insurance that is the cheapest that will cover us the best. Well, in order to do that, you have to get your house in order. You have to know your house. You have to know your data. What type of data do you process on a daily basis? That might take a while. You're going to have to interview each of your business units and discover what type of data you process. After that, you're going to have to look at the risks that data poses to your organization. Are you prepared to meet those risks? Do you have mitigations in place to prevent those risks from affecting your business? And of course, cyber liability insurance comes in handy when or if there is a breach. This will affect your revenue and most importantly, your reputation. So cyber liability insurance comes in at the moment that, oh my goodness, we've been breached. Now, what do we do? Your customers must be informed and your customers must know an action plan that you're going to perform to protect their data. And that is where the insurer will assist you in that effort. For the customer, the most important point that you want to make available to the insurer is that you have a handle on the type of data that is in your company. Is it just customer information on preferences or is it personally identifiable information that could identify a customer that takes you into a whole nother league for insurance because now you're talking about privacy considerations, which is fine, but you're going to have to prove to the insurer that you understand the type of data that you have whether it is a low risk, medium risk, or high risk, and how you have compensated or put controls around that data. That will lessen the premium that you are seeking. We all want low premiums. However, if you drive a very expensive car and you tend to speed, of course you're not gonna get a low premium. Same as a business if you have PII personally identifiable information in your business and you transact using that PII externally and you have not encrypted your data, well, your premium is going to be high. So what are you going to do on the business side? What controls are you going to put in place to lower your cyber liability insurance premium? Something I'd like to talk to you today is very innovative and creative and not sure if many businesses do this, but it is bringing the procurement and acquisitions team together with the system administrators. Now, hold on, I understand what you're thinking, that could never be done, but let's just think about the benefits to procurement and acquisitions and the system administrators coming together to reduce risk in your organization. Right, I'd like to talk to the procurement officers, procurement and acquisitions department. You have a vital role because you are the front line to an organization. You are the department that vendors seek to do business with the organization. And as such, you have the eye on the security posture the ability of a vendor to come in and securely work within your enterprise. So within your ability, you can create cybersecurity best practices language in the contract. You can request from the vendor their certifications or their recent assessments of their security posture. And in doing so, you become the block, you become the wall, you become the gatekeeper for any business that wants to do business with your organization. So if a business says, we don't worry about cybersecurity because we know the organization will cover us, that business may not be the best choice for your organization. Since you have the ability to embed cybersecurity best practices and contracts, that language should come from system administrators. These are the people who understand how the organization works, how the network moves, what data is in the network. So they would be able to provide that information to you to include in the contracts. In addition to the SLA, the Service Level Agreement, you have the RFP, the Request for a Proposal. And you also have the RFI, the Request for Information. Each of these should contain the cybersecurity best practices of your organization. So right up front, anyone doing business with your organization will understand that they must mitigate their company's risks before connecting to your organization. Because as we all know, once an organization connects, you also inherit their risks. I'd like to speak with the system administrators now. You have the wealth of information for the procurement and acquisitions department. They can't get this done without you. You understand your hardware and software inventory. You know your environment you know what is most at risk in your environment and you also know the top five critical processes of your business in each of these you can inform the procurement and acquisitions department what an organization who wants to do business with you needs to have in place before they connect you don't want any added risk you already have risk within your environment so if you can inform the procurement and acquisitions department on the type of data you have, the risk that you already have within your environment, and you do not want to go above that risk level. And if you do, there should be mitigations in place and the hardware and software inventory that you already have so that businesses wanting to connect will understand that they must come in securely in order to protect your enterprise. Finally, I want to talk to you about standardization, understanding your house, knowing what you have in your environment, software, hardware. You have to know this in order to understand your risks, what you're trying to protect, what type of data you're trying to protect. You must take inventory of your hardware and software. Oftentimes you'll find you have duplicates. You may have software, two different versions of a software or two types of software that do almost the same thing. So, there you're reducing your costs. You may find that you have hardware that is slowly going towards end of life. Well, why not replace that hardware before it becomes unavailable during a daily business process? So, understanding the hardware and software in your environment is critical to make sure that your organization or enterprise is performing at its highest. Your policies and procedures will inform the types of hardware and software in your enterprise because your policies dictate what is allowed within your enterprise. Your procedures are the how to, how do you implement those policies? And so your hardware and software will of course support, Those policies and procedures. Once you have that done, now you're going to baseline what is acceptable. You're a growing enterprise, your needs now may not have been what they were when you opened. So now you need to review what your processes are, what your business is now, and baseline what you need in order to be successful. That will also dictate your hardware and software needs. A benefit to software and hardware inventory is reducing operational costs. You may find you have software and hardware you no longer need so you can get rid of it. You may find that there's a piece of hardware or software available that can do two jobs instead of the one job that your current software and hardware does. So inventory of hardware and software reduces costs down the road. An added benefit to software and hardware inventory is protecting your assets, making sure that there are no rogue hardware and software pieces in your environment. That alone will increase your risks in the environment. If you have a piece of software that someone has downloaded from the internet and you're not aware of it, then you're not aware of the malware or the risks that is introduced in your enterprise. So going through an inventory, taking an inventory of your software is so important to reducing risk to your enterprise. Inventory of hardware is equally important because you are going to look and see if the hardware you have is current. If it's end of life, then it's no longer supported by the manufacturer. If it is end of life or maybe doesn't have the correct patches applied, then you're at risk to your environment. Inventory of hardware and software is an easy way to reduce the amount of risk in your environment because you can understand now with the inventory, which items put you most at risk. Critical to reducing risks is deviations from the baselines that you worked so hard to build when you took an inventory of your hardware and software, rogue hardware and software will absolutely keep you from your baseline. It will deviate. Your system administrator will see spikes and they won't know where it's coming from. So inventory of hardware and software is critical to maintaining your organization's baseline, your organization's performance and your organization's risk. Get rid of that rogue hardware and software. You've reduced risk. And as in another episode, we talked about cyber liability insurance. There is where you will get your lower premium.